Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 222. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zoop. And this is the Triple Twos. That hasn't happened for 111 episodes. I mean, eleven one. Yeah, I was going to say we've never done the triple twos. We've done the triple ones, but never the triple twos. This is kind of cool. This is only the the triple time. two sounds like some sort of illness that would involve. Yes, yes it does. Schmidt just kicked his case of the triple twos. <laughs> Getting over it, probably breaching the triple threes pretty soon here. This is something that's only happened once before—a triple number episode. It's kind of kind of cool, I think. Yeah, unless you unless you count zero zero zero. We never had a zero zero zero. Oh, well, we had a zero zero one. We kind of had a test episode where we kind of tested. <laughs> that was episode zero. <laughs> I don't think we did. Anyway, <laughs> this particularly special episode is brought to you by the letters, not by our friends over at forty eight fourteen web hosting. That's forty eight dash fourteen dot com. The best WordPress hosts on the planet. Please ignore the fact that they're from Toronto. They are pretty awesome anyway. Why would being from Toronto have to do with anything? I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up that they're Canadian. I mean, it's not like they're Blackberry. (laughs) You know, it is kind of funny that they they reached out to us to host us about the time we started bashing on Blackberry. I wonder if this is some kind of nefarious, long-running joke that Blackberry's been playing at our expense. (laughs) We're actually hosted on Blackberry servers in Waterloo. That would be... uh pretty funny <laughs> that would be so ironically awesome i would love that we drive them out of business and it puts us off, off the air at the same time <laughs> um we also are brought to you by our friends over at truckradio.net kryptonradio.com openbookaudio.com stitcher.com and eagle moss limited eagle moss limited the bringer to you of all star trek shippies sure why not it's late i'm high on caffeine and sugar i think zoner is well, no, he's just kind of high on rage at the moment, and Schmitty is just there. I always am high on rage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like amazed the- that you are the one that's had the stroke and not me. <laughs> <laughs> that never sounds right. I'm just saying. It's been 10 years since it happened, and whenever you use it in conversation, it still doesn't sound right. Um, Colin is not with us, of course. He... Uh, he was killed trying to move a server rack. It fell over and crushed him. This is what happens when you work too much, Colin. Just saying. <laughs> it was horrific, too. I hear his ears, like his eyes squirted out his ears. Like jelly. Yeah, um, yeah he, he told us, sorry, guys, I can't make it. I have to move a data center. And then it killed him. That data th- center had to have been heavy. <laughs> well, they usually are. I'm just saying. Data centers aren't small. They're not portable. Like a whole cup or something? Like... <laughs> Taking some gamma rays to be able to do that? I kid you not. The last place I worked, um, for some reason, a previous IT director had the wild idea that he wanted all the servers up on the third floor with the rest of the IT department, not down in the basement where you typically put them. This was a wood building. And they were so heavy, they started sinking through the floor. (laughs) So they had to move them out. And they were moving them out on hand trucks and dollies and, and pneumatic lifters and whatnot. And one of them fell off the dolly. It was an AS400 system, and it fell off, and it left such a hole in the floor they never fixed that whenever you walked in and out of the IT department, if you weren't walking real carefully, your foot would hit that hole underneath the carpet, and and you'd trip. And then you'd file workers' comp and sue and never have to work again. 
So this this stuff is heavy. And that place I worked at was kind of ghetto. Um, <laughs> we have feedback. Yay. Yay. Uh, Glue writes, I got a Windows phone. I upgraded from a Samsung Intensity. Laughter Congrats. is permitted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would laugh at the fact that he had a, a, an Intensity. Uh, yeah. Good, good job on upgrading to a Windows phone, though. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, and just to be clear, uh, a Windows phone is an upgrade from a Samsung Intensity. Yes. Any Windows phone. It, it doesn't even matter which model it is. An iPhone would be an upgrade from an Intensity. <laughs> a BlackBerry. No. No, no, no. no. I Let's can't go that far. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't lie to you, Glue. Uh, he also writes, I'm surprised to see Schmitty back. I hope he stays and gets all of his Ebola under control. Oh, He's surprised to see him back. Like, he just expected he was going to be off the show because of esophagus inside yeah. outitis. Well, well thanks for reminding me. I, I, I had forgotten to take my Ebola suppressor today, so let me let me just take that really quickly. You're not on the patch, the anti-Ebola patch? <laughs> no, that was a little that more right. expensive. The insurance wouldn't cover that, so I have to take the pills. They're, They're big. Actually, they actually have to like dip you in anti-Ebola <laughs> stuff. Twice a, twice a week, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, he, he asks, what mics and headphones do you guys use for recording your shows? Can I ask that question? Is it an ancient Japanese secret, or is this a dumb question because that information is hidden somewhere on your website? Uh, you guys have a great show. Please keep them coming. No, of course you can ask. Um, when we we first don't started, have to answer, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> I use a tin can. Uh, I talk I, into the air, and then it magically carries over to the interwebs. Through, he speaks through the ether. <laughs> Zoner uses a uh, the shuttle from a Ouija board. Um, it channels how, his rage I, directly onto a computer. I just use that for SD files. Just oh, for, gotcha. The, the Ouija board is just SD files. That's why he sounds better on SD files. <laughs> uh, that would, yeah. Satan's really big into the audio pickup market. No, um, we used to use a Logitech or Platronics USB headsets because they were the easiest to work with. Uh, and they were quite simple, but the audio sucked. Uh, if you go back to, I want to say, our first 50 episodes, we were all yep. using those, probably probably farther than that. Um, and then I moved to a, a Blue Microphones Snowball mic, and Zoner moved to a Blue Microphones Yeti mic. And Schmitty, you used a, oh, what was it? Um, it was eventually, a, I, I used the Platronics headset still for a while because of lack of funds, and then I eventually got Zoner's Yeti. Oh, and then I switched to a Samsung C1... A Samsung. C10 C10U or something like that. Yeah, it was a Samsung, not Samsung. Oh, Samsung, yes. Sorry. Yeah, the, the clarification. <laughs> Samsonite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was way, way off. off. <laughs> and then uh, when, we, when Colin first joined, he actually used a Samsung mic as well, incorrectly. Evidently, he had been recording with his previous podcast for years uh, and had never learned where to talk into the mic, which evidently is a problem people have. Go fig. We've we all use a an Audio Technical ATR twenty one hundred now. It's a great little mic, and if anyone out there with in the sound of our my voice can hear me, uh, you should go out and get one. And the reason being is that it's like fifty bucks if you can find it on sale. Um, they're not made anymore, but you can still find them all over Amazon. They are bus powered, meaning that they don't have to carry their own power. They have an XLR hookup and a USB hookup and headphone out, and can run passively. So you can hook them into anything. We use these things with our camcorders, with our laptops, with, with everything, and they're just pretty awesome. And good quality, as you can tell. Yeah. I mean, they're really great quality, and they're pretty portable. Uh, Headphone-wise, we all just use earbuds. Yeah. I'm, I'm Right now, I'm using uh, some Audio-Technica. Uh, I can't remember the brand name, but they're, we got them at CES one year. 
Yeah, the, the, the brand name is Audio Technica. Oh. C- oh, the model. <laughs> oh, the model is right here. It's CKX5IS. They're really uh, good because they're in yeah, earbuds. They're, they're the uh, Sonic Feel ones that I actually wrote about, and you can find the review on StolenDroids.com. Uh, Zoner, which earbuds do you use? Um, I actually stole the earbuds that came with my wife's uh, Galaxy Sample. S4. Those are good earbuds. <laughs> I'm just using those. They work well. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, my hearing is damaged from years of using firearms without ear protection. I thought it was and, the heavy metal. And you so, also can't smell or taste. Is that correct? I, I can taste, <laughs> but I do have anosmia, which means I have no sense of smell. So I can walk into a room where a dozen guys have been f- eating Mexican food all day long and just passing gas, and it doesn't phase me. Right up uh, until you taste the air. Uh, up until I taste the air, yes. And with that, that much point, gas, you would definitely taste it. It would have a palpable yeah. sensation. You know, it's funny because I've got three dogs, and they fart a lot, and like my family will be gagging. It doesn't phase me until I open my mouth and actually <laughs> eat the oh. air. <laughs> well, yeah, we just lost half our listenership. But yeah, um, I just used the Samsung ones that came with the phone. And, you know, for, for my hearing, they work well. There's a reason we use these, too. And I'm sure we're really boring a lot of people here. But hey, it's feedback. You asked. Um <laughs> That we use the in-ear buds because we found that uh, when we use cans or over-the-ear cans, some of the sound leaks out and gets picked back up by the mic. So you'll be able to hear Schmitty not only through his mic, but also out of my headphones and Zoner's headphones, and it causes a real problem. So by using in-ear buds, you don't get that anymore. Yeah. Just These are also the buds th- I use to listen to music at work because then it, pa- it passively cancels out everyone else's noise around me, so... Yeah, very good earbuds. Things that you just kind of learn after podcasting for four years. <laughs> or don't, if you're on other shows, evidently. <laughs> drop the mic on that. Wow. Thanks for the feedback, Glue. Um, wow. I'm going to drop my old mic because I like this one, though. Um, if you have questions, you can send them to feedback at stolendroids.com or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Um, by the way... This was Glue's, I want to say, only like his second time emailing us. It was kind of funny. His subject line is, what do I put here? Seriously, what do I put? Cat pictures? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. He's only emailed in twice, but he's like one of our most faithful listeners. Yep. And he visits us at Comic-Con, so. And he visits me at home. (laughs) <laughs> that's creepy that is a little bit i just i'll look out there and he's just kind of at the door you know i have one of those half moon windows up at the top of the door and he's just kind of peeking in just scratching at it like a cat half moon what you live in an outhouse you know what i'm talking about <laughs> go to a millwork section of a home depot ask for a half moon window in a door they'll they'll know exactly what i'm talking about be like oh you want plumbing <laughs> i'm looking for a half moon That'll cost extra, buddy. Um, and there goes Schmitty's esophagus. Okay, so we got some bad news from the world of gaming. After last week's awesome episode about gaming, we got some not-so-good one. Well, you know that Rocksteady game that came out called, oh, I don't know, Batman Arkham Knight? The one that just looks like everything awesome about Batman. Yeah. It got pulled for PC. This is super confusing to me because the Batman games are a real staple of the DC franchise. If I mean, you have the Batman movies, which are currently kind of on hold, except for Batman v Superman. And then you have the Batman games. 
And the first three were epic. Right? You had Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, um, Arkham Origins, and now you have the fourth one. And this is supposed to finish it up with Arkham Knight. And it's going to be the biggest and the best and the most bombastic, which is a word I don't use that often, but it applies. Shug it. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, just the huge amount of hype for this game has been off the charts, the huge amount of demand. And to port it over to PC, Rocksteady outsources it to a 12-person team called Iron Galaxy Studios. Now, just so you're aware, when we go to Comic-Con, I think we had 15 people in our camp. About, yeah. Yeah. So that means um, we had a larger team by a fair margin than the entire studio that was tasked with porting this game over to PC. And then, evidently, they never tested it. Because it is buggy beyond belief and pretty much unplayable. So this, it's, <laughs> it's hard to comment on because it was it's something that that we were looking forward to, and it it will uh, best case scenario it'll be delayed a little bit. Um, worst case scenario, it won't come out at all, so, and and we don't know which way it's going to go at this point. So I. You're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. Either they go back and fix it, which in this case, fixing it is completely firing that team and getting an actual developing house to do it correctly, which means it's delayed for almost six months or just not bothering with it and making it console only, which wouldn't be the worst thing if they hadn't already sold it for PC. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? If they had never said, if they were said, sorry, it's just not coming out for PC. It was supposed to be in the cards. It just isn't going to happen. It's console only. Well, okay. You're going to have some people complaining. It kind of sucks, but whatever. But here it is. Day, what is it? When did this launch? Uh, it was like Tuesday of this Tuesday. week, I think. Yeah, so two days ago. People have been buying it. People pre-ordered it. People have been getting it delivered to them yeah. for two days. I pre-ordered it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was on Steam, and you know how quickly things get sold on Steam. And then this. You know, though, I am, I do like how they're handling it. They they came out, they said, okay, we screwed up. The, the studio we used failed horribly. We don't want this to be a completely negative experience for the people that bought it. So we're not going to sell it anymore until we can fix it. I think EA could have learned a lot from this example, had this happened oh, before Sin wow. City came out. Oh, yeah, I, wow. I brought that up. I brought it up. <laughs> I, You know what? We're going to have to talk to your therapist. You've been making such strides. It's been like four months since it the last SimCity reference. But yeah. seriously. He's had a relapse. I, that was the first thing I thought of is, wow, EA really needs to learn from Rocksteady. <laughs> so we got to watch out. Next up is Lucas Rage. So yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> turn things down a little bit here. <laughs> Go to your happy place. Go to your happy place. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> the only series you watch that hasn't been canceled. <laughs> though, though, to be fair, Zoner is right. Because if this was a lot of other places, they would have said, sorry. And two months down the line, they would have released a patch to try and fix it. Only it wouldn't have fixed it, really. It would have just, uh, you know, it would have been just a mediocre effort. And a year down the road, it's still buggy and sort of playable, but it would have lost all momentum. Yeah, Now, exactly. the question is, the question is, is how quickly can they fix it? How quickly can they put this behind them and, and win back the, uh, the the adoration of their fans? 
Yeah. I think that the, I think that this is going to end up being a positive for them. I mean, obviously, it's still a negative, but as as positive as it can be, just because of how they're handling it, they realized that it was a problem and they got out in front of it as quickly as they could. You know who else could really use that kind of uh, philosophy? I'm Bungie. Going to go with yeah. I was going with Bungie okay. there. This, I I get the feeling this is not the Bungie that we knew from the Halo days. Because they had some problems with E3. And we didn't um, we didn't report on it last week because we really didn't hear much about it. Uh, their game, Destiny, which I believe is the only Bungie game out right now, um, has their new expansion, which I did mention last week. The Taken King. The one that I said looks like Halo meets Final Fantasy. Yes. They have a new collector's edition coming out. And if you look at it, oh my gosh, there's a lot of stuff there. That's one thing. They know how to do collector's editions. Oh, man, they do. They know how to do it. There's a weapon. There's a strange coin replica. That's the actual description. I, uh, <laughs> Guys, you made it. You made it up. You could find a better. You don't have to act mystic- all, all confused and mysterious about it. You can just tell us what you made. But there's maps. There's special uh, armors or special classes. And, oh, three class-specific emotes, which take the form of dance moves or gestures. Wow. Okay, so all told, this is $80, which for a collector's edition, not that bad. But what if you already have the game? Well, then the expansion is $40, which is about the same price as the original game or double the price of the first two expansions. What if you've never played any of this and you just want to jump right in? Well, that's $60. What if you have all the other expansions and all this other content, you just want the emotes or the armor skins? Well, then you have to go and buy this expansion anyway, which means you're pretty much buying stuff you already have just to get a couple things you don't. It sounds nitpicky, but it has a lot of fans up in arms that they're not making these items individually available. Which is kind of odd to me because that's what collector's editions are. I mean, since since the beginning of collector's editions, I think the first one I can remember was 007 for the N64 that came with um, uh, a little replica of the of the what kind of gun was that? I can't remember the name of it. Um, but uh, the James Bond gun, yeah, that one, the PPK, uh, the PPK. Thank you with the silencer. Um, but ever since then, I mean, like you can't buy that separately not with the game, you know? So uh, expecting that now when it's never been done for a collector's edition, well, I can't say never, but uh, expecting that now is kind of silly to me. If, if you already have all that, uh, all the games and downloadable content, but want the stuff in the collector's edition, then buy the collector's edition and then sell the discs that you don't want. I mean, that's how it's always worked. The, the problem with this is becoming, however, not necessarily that that's their model, but that Bungie doesn't seem to care. Um, they had an, they, <laughs> they had an interview with Eurogamer, and Luke Smith, who is the head of uh, Bungie's creative team, basically laughed off any concerns. He goes, "Okay, um, final question on prices. Is it also the final question on the emotes? I'm not going to mention them again. I can't get them. You can if you buy the collector's edition. I'm not going to. And this is now this guy arguing with the interviewer." And the interviewer is actually, I think, doing a pretty good job of trying to take the side of a lot of the upset fans because he's trying to ask the questions that upset fans would ask. 
I'm not going to buy the game and two DLCs all over again. It's like, and at which point I'm going to skip down a little bit here. And it says, if I fired up a video right now and showed you the emotes, you would throw money at the screen. That's kind of an arrogant a-hole attitude to take, if you ask me. That's an incredibly arrogant attitude. Even if yeah. it were true, which I would hope is not, how important is an emote, people? I mean, seriously. Um, but Obviously is, important enough to throw money at a screen. That is <laughs> the words of an executive who sees the fans as a wallet to raid. Like, that is not the right thing to say. And immediately Bungie went into a firefighting mode. They are immediately trying to fix things, and it's yeah. not going well for them. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to, to say that what uh, Luke Smith said was good, because it wasn't. But I, I will still defend Bungie in their decision to say, look, this is a collector's edition. Uh, who, you know, it... it, it I don't know if I can explain exactly what I'm what I'm trying to mean here because it's it's kind of like how it, it's always happened. I mean, like you want you want the new you know Star Wars twelve disc Blu Ray disc set. Oh, well, I I don't want to buy that because I already own all the other you know Blu Rays. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work like that. You can't buy just the other three discs that you don't have. It's never worked like that. Ever and so I, to me, it's silly that people are complaining about it because it doesn't. The world doesn't work like that. Well, let's see if this one gets your goat a little bit more then, because another new quest that they have coming out uh, and people are really excited for you can't play. At least not unless you go searching for specially marked cans of Red Bull. If you find specially marked cans of Red Bull, you will be granted early access into this brand new quest. If you don't. Sorry, you have to wait till January 1st of 2016. Now, uh, when Bungie was pretty much part of Microsoft and they're making the Halo ones, they usually partnered with Mountain Dew and a whole bunch of... I mean, I remember when Halo 3 came out and there was just loads of Master Chief stuff everywhere. Stuff that shouldn't be marketed as Master Chief, like the Master Chief Swiffer Mop or something. But it was really, really bad. But at the same time you didn't have to buy those products to be able to play the game. You know, you could buy those products and get extra points uh, towards merchandise, mm -hmm. you know, and Hey, that's, that's great marketing. That's perfect marketing. But to say that you can't even play the game unless you go out and buy loads of Red Bull is kind of like a modern day Charlie in the cho chocolate factory. And it seems a little bit wrong. Well, no, it but I can't say wrong, because from a moral standpoint, I, I, I think I know what you're about to say, Schmidt. You're right. It's not wrong. It's marketing, and they can do whatever they want. No, that's not what I was going to say. It's, oh. it's not wrong, because you're buying access into an early access beta, or an early access play group. If you don't buy into that, you can still play on January 1st, 2016. You're not losing access but, to the game. But you're not. You're buying cans and cans of taurine that, sm that tastes like liquefied carpet. Yeah, whether or not you drink it, that's up to you. But if you're, it's the same as if you're going to buy early access to any other game, like on Steam or something. You still have to buy early access to it. It's it, not like it just it, feels like a huge cash grab, though. Still, well, either I mean, yeah, they they signed they signed a contract with Red Bull. Big deal. If you want early access to the game, buy Bit Red Bull. If you don't want to drink it, that's up to you. Uh, if you don't want early access to the game, wait until January first. To me, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I mean, people complaining about silly stuff like this is what really confuses me. <laughs> it's, it just, it it's just feels very Sony. 
It, yeah. it feels very much like a Sony move. It, it's no different than what, uh, um, what was it, Star Wars Force Unleashed, I think it was, where if you bought the game at Walmart, you got uh, one character unlocked. If you bought it at GameStop, you got another character. Oh, yeah, so um, Mass Effect did that as well. Oh, Mass Effect, yeah. So. Yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, the Arkham City games, the Batman Arkham games, yeah. they've, it, they've all pe- done And that. people did complain, but it seems like this is getting a lot more complaining. And are, are people on the internet just getting more immature? Or I, yeah. I don't, is this... Well, yes. I don't think this is necessarily <laughs> that, though, because it's not like people have a choice. It's not buy this drink and you can get these skins, buy this drink and you can get this player. It's buy this product or you can't play. That's and not what they're saying, though, because they can play on January 1st, 2016. You see what I'm saying? It's like you can play this. This game comes out on two, in 2016, but if you want early access, go and buy this drink. It, it's not a big deal to me. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Just don't forget your Ovaltine. <laughs> it's a crummy, crummy commercial. <laughs> Son of a... Uh, <laughs> so, you know, this whole early access thing with games really, really bothers me because being in beta testing uh, as a career, I don't like the idea of a company coming to me and saying, hey, you're going to beta test this product for me. It's We're going to give it to you under the guise of, quote, early access... And you're going to deal with a buggy, crappy product until we fix it for public release. I really don't like that. My sister-in-law actually approached me uh, about a gift for her husband, my brother-in-law. She wanted to know if if I thought it was a good idea for her to buy or pre-order the new Call of Duty. Because if you pre-order it, you're allowed into the early access beta. And for that exact reason, I said, no, under no circumstances, pre-order it for him. At least not for that reason. Because... Yeah, he'll get to play the beta, which means the only other people he's playing with are beta testers playing an unfinished, broken product just so right before the game is released, they can reset all of his stats. So he's right back there at the same opening level as the first people who get it when they buy it in retail. Yep. Yeah. But we did that for Halo, (laughs) Zoo. You and I beta tested a game that was already out. I had already beaten Reach three times before I beta tested the new format. Oh, you didn't do Halo, the Halo 4 beta with us? Yeah, if you, if you pre-ordered Halo 4, and I think Steve and I did this, then you get, to, you get the early access beta, and the same thing happened to us. You know, the, all of our stats reset after that, but it, it wasn't something that we complained about because we knew what was going to happen. We got to play the game early. That's what we were excited about. And that, Without I think that's what, me. Yeah. See, though, yeah. I, I think forgot you that didn't that have an act- Xbox One. <laughs> I think that that actually hurts the companies, though, because I've done projects for companies that uh, people that wanted to pre-order their product were able to basically pay to be on the beta test. And then you get all these beta testers who are complaining, saying, well, I paid a lot of money for this product, and it doesn't work. This company sucks. You people all suck. Give me my money back. I think that it can very potentially do a lot more harm than good. Uh, yeah, you're right. It does depend on which stage the software is in. And I think there, there's a big difference between early access and early access beta. Um, and it seems like early <laughs> access beta Pay us $60 and we'll give you the pre-alpha. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a stick figure running in place. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, there's... And it doesn't seem like this is a... For Destiny, it doesn't sound like it's a um, early access beta. It sounds like it's just early access. Um, I don't think they use that word in there. But, I mean, 
business decisions versus well and and you yeah. know you're right business decision is a business decision and if honestly if people don't like it the easiest way to tell them is with your business exactly there's one thing to just sit there and gripe on reddit there's quite another to simply not buy it mm-hmm. i'm and i'm not calling for a boycott i don't think i have that kind of clout anyway but <laughs> but people if you're really upset about this i understand why then don't buy it if you don't play they won't win. Um, speaking of not buying, I think that's a segue. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to do the beta segue since that's what we were just talking about, but okay. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift called out Apple. And single-handedly made them change their mind. <laughs> she yeah, well, shamed them. You have to, because if Taylor Swift starts writing about you, you have to fix it before she puts you into a song. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. You're right. If she says, hey, Schmitty, I think I'm going to start writing about you. You're going, oh, crap, whatever I did, let me fix it, please. Yeah, she's not album, one that you want to cross. Her next album is titled Apple Sucks or something. Yeah. The entire album is just one song after another of all their failings um, as a company and as humans. The first okay, track so- is called Apple Maps. <laughs> There goes the esophagus. <laughs> Did it just come out? <laughs> it's on the floor. Don't step on it. I'll do on it. It'll get better. <laughs> okay. So this new Apple radio has a three-month trial. Hey, free that's tri- free trial. Yes, which is pretty cool. Most places only give you a one month. So that's a really cool advertising hook that Apple has there. However, word got out that Apple will not be paying artists at all during those three months. So let's Bad say decision. <laughs> let's say I sign up for Apple Radio for the three month trial. I think it's actually called Apple Music, but I don't care. Go um <laughs> and I'm gonna be listening to Taylor Swift the whole time. So yeah. I wish really Colin stick were it to here. <laughs> so anyone I listen to does not get royalties for being streamed to me during those three months because Apple figures, hey, we're not making any money. Why should we pay any money? As Taylor Swift pointed out in an open letter, however, that may not affect larger acts such as herself, but it really affects smaller independent artists or people who this may be their very first song. And when you consider that is a quarter of a year, that's 25% of their earnings in a year from online streaming. That's just a little bit too long. And so Apple went ahead and reversed that. Yeah. As, as you would if you were called out like that. And yeah. you think about it too. How long does a song stay? Typically, stay on the charts. You know, it could very well be that <laughs> some artist releases a single, and it's come and gone in that three month period. Yeah, yeah. That was their the flash in the pan, and it's gone. People stop yep. listening to it. They're not making money for it anymore. Exactly. So, so uh, they're not going to be paying a lot, but they'll be paying. <laughs> it's funny when I when I f- go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I I really like though that Taylor Swift went to bat for not just herself but for everyone it's like this isn't right yeah it doesn't affect me all that much because i'm a gazillionaire and all i have to do is open my eyes and i make money but i mean she really went to bat for everyone which i think is very cool of her can we go to bat against her next though because honestly her bad blood video is just a little weird (laughs) i think you may have just got yourself written into a song no no I love Shake It Off. I love Shake It Off. And Bad Blood's okay. Just the video's a little bit... I felt like I was watching Sucker Punch. Yeah. 
one's better than the other. I'll let you decide. Uh, but the when I first heard about this, well, I, I didn't hear about the entire story. Um, someone just told me, oh, Taylor Swift said something about Apple Music and yada yada, and and, and immediately I thought oh, she doesn't even know what she's talking about. You know, the whole Spotify kerfuffle. With, yeah. Anyway, and then and so I had I had bad vibes about her because of this. And then when I ran reading the story, I'm like, holy cow, she actually did something good. <laughs> That's hey, Taylor, when you write one of us into your songs, remember what he just said, okay? Yeah. And 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 come back to Spotify. I had you on all my playlists. Now he just has to illegal, illegally download your music. It has to. I already have. <laughs> remember, when you're writing a song about us. Okay. Um, in other Apple double standard news and making unwise decisions. So um, if you exist... Online the past week, or not even online, just in America, you've probably caught wind of some of this Confederate flag uh, hubbub. We're not going to go into our own feelings on that because they kind of vary across the board. And frankly, this isn't that type of show. But Apple has decided to take the decidedly non-Confederate flag stance against specifically iOS games. And no one can really explain why, especially because... um. The, the game that is highlighted here is Civil War 1863, and there's a gentleman on a horse with an American flag, and there's a gentleman on a horse with a Confederate flag. And, um, yeah, I've got news for people. Racism aside, slave-owning aside, history – well, not, I can't say history aside because historically, yes, this flag was used during the Civil War of 1863 – and so a game that is about the Civil War of 1863 would probably have it in it. With good I, reason. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting because the article, I, I found a couple different articles, but the one that we linked to talks about their double standard because they're only applying this standard to games. They're right, not right. applying it to books or to movies or anything else, just games. Or Confederate club groups. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's a very interesting double standard that they have. Where Why is it okay to remove it from games or to block games which have been argued are an art form, are freedom of speech, yet it's okay in these other art forms slash freedom of speech areas. And another thing that's interesting is there are games in the App Store that feature the Nazi flag. Nazi flag is associated with some pretty terrible things throughout history. The Nazi flag is actually illegal in Germany. Yes. The swastika is illegal in there. Yet it's okay for Apple. I, I don't it's it's a very slippery slope that they've got on here. And this is and it, it's it's a censorship issue. It's it's a freedom of speech issue and it really bothers me. I think the biggest like the most egregious example of this double standard is the fact that on Ultimate General Gettysburg, you can't have the Confederate flag anymore. But you can still buy Accidental Racist by Brad Paisley, which talks about the Confederate flag and how he doesn't understand why it's offensive to black people. <laughs> One of song, these. That song, uh, what, though, has LL Cool J in it, so it can't be racist. Right, of course, because he knows a black guy, so it's okay. <laughs> L- look, um, you can't whitewash history, okay? I feel uncomfortable when I'm shooting Japanese soldiers in Call of Duty, but guess what? It was the Pacific Theater in World War II. That's the mission I'm playing. Yeah, guess what? That that happened, okay? 
my choice for buying that game. It, it just is what it is. It seems dumb to me that they think they can do this and get away with it and leave modern things completely alone. So, yay. Um, one good idea that Apple seems to have been doing, watch, this is in beta, it's going to die as soon as it goes live. The new <laughs> iOS 9 beta has been picked apart by people online, and it has a really cool feature. Just one. Just one so far, <laughs> yes. iOS updates, when whenever you update the entire operating system, not just a patch, it downloads the entire update to your device, partitions it off in a protected area, applies it, and then clears it off. That's a problem if your device doesn't have enough storage. And anyone who has an iPad or an iPhone or an iPod Touch has had this happen where it says, sorry, you don't have enough room. iOS 9 will now take stock of all your apps, save your settings, delete the apps, install the update, and when the update is done, reinstall the apps for you. That is pretty cool. And good on them for, for doing something like that because, I mean, if if you... A normal user getting that error, insufficient space, can't do this update. They're just simply not going to update. Yeah, they simply don't. And and I've seen a lot of times where why are you running an iOS version that's three three versions old? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so and that's th- usually the reason. Yeah. No more space. <laughs> so so that's kind of cool. Um, Gmail introduced, and I want to use air quotes there, uh, a feature to the general population where you could unsend an email, except it's a lie, because you're not actually unsending the email. Um, Previously, this was only available in labs. Uh, That's Google's kind of experimental features you can enable one at a time. Or if you wanted to do this, you had to get a court order to get Google to unsend an email. (laughs) However, now you can set it so you can either have it off or have it set to increments of 5, 10, and 30 seconds. So you have 30 seconds, up to 30 seconds, to decide, oh, maybe I shouldn't have sent that email. And you can unsend it. Yeah. This, this comes in really – it comes in my, – my brain just farted. This, this comes in handy when, when you're trying to send an email and you forgot that, oh, I, I needed to add another paragraph. Or I needed to explain that a little better. Or my favorite, which I've done a lot, please see the attachment. There's no attachment. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, and that's, that's another labs, I think, is uh, uh, an attachment reminder. If you have, um, if you have verbiage in your in your email to say, "Hey, check out what I attached here," it'll remind you. Oh, by the way, did you have an attachment? So that's hopefully that's something else that will come to mainstream Gmail. But now, now, why I say this is kind of not really what it says it is is because in truth, this is actually just a delay. Google is simply delaying sending the message for that long. Which is fine, because recently, with Google and Google Chrome, I've been having delays anyway, so I think I have like a five-minute unsend window recently. (laughs) Your mileage may vary. (laughs) But cool nevertheless. I think Zoner also has been using this. I've been using it for about a year, and it's so handy. Yeah, I've used it so many times just in the past month. Yeah, I completely agree. It's great. And yeah, I have been using it for probably about a year. It, and not to start stuff. a flame war, but Google did not introduce this. Um, it was originally a feature of AOL when it first launched. Yeah. Back when people referred to it as electronic mail. Yeah. but And they didn't call it undo send. They called it... Uh, um, Retrieve or undo. Take, take yeah. back. Take yeah. back, I think. Yeah. Um, if you install Java, just a warning. Yahoo's going to try and make themselves your default search. Which is funny that this is coming out shortly after Microsoft started... 
identifying malware based on hijacking your search engine. That is funny. <laughs> so is Microsoft about to set all Java installations as malware? <laughs> well, it, it this is weird because, I mean, for the past two or three years, anytime you install um, the standard Java installation, uh, it's also tried to pair either like the Ask Toolbar or what was the one a couple of years ago? Go Web Search. Oh, that one was horrible. It's, so it's always paired something with it. And just now it's 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 doing the Yahoo um Yahoo web search toolbar or something. But uh but yeah, it's it's not new to Java. Uh I hate how they've always tried bundling that with it. But it you know, it is what it is. Indeed. Just always uncheck it. <laughs> uncheck everything except for the Java itself. Yes. That's just how it is. Um okay. This is really interesting and it's also kind of interesting that it's a complete turnaround for us. Back in the day, I forget when it was even, a- Amazon released the Echo. I remember because Ruff asked specifically about it. And at the time, it was the dumbest idea ever. It would listen, the, the original description of it was, I have to stress that. The original description was that it would listen to what you were doing, what you were saying, what you were listening to, what you were watching, and it would suggest purchases. It would suggest things in the Amazon toolkit that it could sell you that may appeal to you. And we all kind of wondered what the crap, (laughs) why would you invite that into your home? Why would you pay money to invite that into your home? That's not how it turned out. And I don't know if that was just poor marketing at the very beginning. And this was always the plan or if maybe they just kind of edit it, but it's now completely relevant and they're opening up the search assistant to developers as open source. Not the search assistant, the Alexa voice service. Oh, excuse me, yes. Yeah, so so you can implement this into your application to use voice recognition for anything you want, anything that's relevant to your app, or they'll they'll allow you to tie it in with, with Amazon services, meaning uh, recognize audio from songs or TV shows, recognize barcodes or, or pictures of products, things like that. I mean, it, this, this is a complete tie-in through voice, with the rest of their services. It's kind of amazing. It's also one step further than even that, because I know you're excited for that, but this is one step closer to a connected home. Absolutely. By opening up to open source, you could potentially tie this into your smart home, smart thermostats, carbon monoxide detectors, your refrigerator, smart deadbolts, everything. Think Siri or Cortana or Google now for your house. Yeah. Which Google is trying to do anyway. So this is, this is now a race between everyone else and Google. So, <laughs> I, which is just kind of cool. I'd have one in every room uh, if I had money. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big if, I realize. But. Um, okay. T-Mobile is introducing a new jump program. This won't be uh, in effect till the 28th. So by the time you hear this episode, it is in effect. Uh, basically, you don't have to wait six months to upgrade your phone. You don't have to pay $10 a month to have that service. And you can do it up to four times or excuse me, three times a year. Bonus. Now, of course, you lose. Yeah, you do lose the uh, insurance policy that comes with the ten dollar a month uh, premium. But if you're the type of person who doesn't really see the point in owning a phone, you just want the newest thing. This is the way to get it. Yeah. Uh, in which case, T-Mobile didn't just trump everyone else; they also trumped themselves. Yeah, I know this will apply to a lot of people at work, especially in our department. Everyone is trying to get the you know the next best phone, and which the next best phone comes out every four to six months. And so this, this works really well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in Samsung news, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Maybe we'll go back to these other headlines. But, but BlackBerry. I know. We'll try. Okay. Okay. Samsung has evidently um, disabled the Windows update on many of their computers. Why? Because the Windows update may update parts of itself that may disable Samsung products. So your antivirus may never get updated. But this way, you can definitely have Samsung's useless backup utility. Yay. <laughs> Which I uh, immediately uninstalled when I got my Samsung laptop. <laughs> yeah, this is just another reason to go back to a stock install as soon as you get any laptop. This yeah. is just kind of ridiculous. And this reminds us very much of the Lenovo issue that came out six months ago when they were installing Superfish on everyone's computers and disabling the Windows update because yeah. it correctly viewed Superfish as a virus. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, HBO is premiering two different series, uh, Ballers and The Brink. Ballers is the new one with uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and The Brink, I don't know. I forgot. That's not what's interesting. What's interesting is the fact that they're giving away the pilot for free on, of all places, Facebook. Yeah. So you can go to Facebook, to either one of these pages, and watch the pilot. That's a, that's a double what? Because first of all, HBO, they never give anything away for free. Right, right. And second is Facebook. Facebook? Not even YouTube or Vimeo. Yeah, I remember when Facebook was trying to introduce um, video on demand to Facebook. Remember when I think it was Batman? Yeah, yeah. They did on Facebook um, for a premium fee or something like that. Um, That didn't work out really well. So maybe maybe this will revive that. Maybe they have something going on Facebook. I don't know. But... um, We'll see how it goes. I, I doubt it will do well. I don't know. I, what do you think the piracy rate on these two episodes is going to be? Not high. I don't think so either. If only because got, why pirate it when it's just there legally? Which is, which is the argument that we've been making for years and other people, not just us. But yeah, I wonder if HBO is going to learn anything from this little experiment. Yeah, the, it doesn't mean they're going to put Game of Thrones on Facebook. <laughs> no, no, they're making too much money off that. <laughs> but it could definitely. I mean, they could stand to have sec- maybe a second series. You know, if you're if you're making Game of Thrones, um, and they were going through this one area this week, and it got really really intense, but then on their YouTube channel or their Vimeo channel or their Facebook channel, they have this little second thing that was also happening at that time with lesser-known characters or whatnot, just a little short five-minute vignettes. You know, we see this all the time, just extra content. You're already shooting the main content anyway. It's not going to cost you anything more, but give that stuff away free. Just saying. I like that idea. I like HBO, that idea. give me a call. You know? I got a job, but I, there's nothing that says I can't work for you, too. Um, <laughs> Blackberry. Okay, Schmitty. Yay, BlackBerry. <laughs> and it, only because we have to mention them, not because I wanted to talk about this necessarily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just want to rag on BlackBerry. We understand. Um, yeah, so the rumor was that BlackBerry would be building an Android phone, not QNX. This is kind of funny to me because QNX runs Android apps. So really, it's just kind of a gimped out, not working Android phone already. <laughs> I like how you describe that. Like like the Jitterbug is a more functional phone. Yeah. <laughs> Jitterbug. I don't you even use know it how to respond. 
I'm just just saying. Um, well, the uh, BlackBerry uh, John Chan, the CEO, uh, seemed to suggest that it could be a possibility. But then he says, if I could find a way to secure the Android phone, I will also build that. Which is hilarious, because as we've been discussing for the last four years, many branches of the government and military have been using secured and hardened versions of Android phones and ditching BlackBerry. Yep, so kind of late on the bandwagon there. <laughs> Does he not know that Android can be made secure? Is is he just living in his BlackBerry bubble so far out of reality that he doesn't well, understand that these things already have taken place? I, th- I think that the biggest difference is that, I mean, he's uh, most likely stuck in the paradigm that good security has to be hardware security. And that's that's what made BlackBerry so good. It wasn't soft, but the security wasn't built in the software. It was built mainly in the hardware. They had they had uh, chips that that did the encryption and stuff like that. And so he's probably thinking that because Android is all software based, you can't do good security on it. Um, and and again, this is just all speculation based on what I understood about BlackBerry, uh, except security. for the fact that modern Android systems can do hardware level encryption. Yeah. But he doesn't know that, apparently. Well, he should listen to our show, because we talk about that. <laughs> Get Maybe on that, John. Does. We start have listening to our show. Waterloo. Yeah, we have a lot, actually. Um, okay, last couple headlines. There are rumors that the CW is working on a Hawk Girl show. Now, it's, it's already been, I think it was confirmed that Hawk Girl is going to be part of the... Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. Legends of Tomorrow, which is a spinoff of the Flash and Arrow programs. Yep. Uh, actually, and, she's in the trailer. Yeah. And so now they're spinning off a spinoff. Is this the first time that's been done? Spinoff of a spinoff? Probably not. I'm sure All in the Family had something because they had like 30 spinoffs come out of that show. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> not, not, not to be the naysayer here because honestly, everything the CW has done with WB Properties has just been golden. But I don't really see her being a character who translates well into a solo series. I'm interested in how well they can pull it off. I, I truly am. I think I think there's going to be a very strong supporting cast. There's going to have to be. It would have to be, yeah. But it would have to be going after like the supernatural demographic. I'm interested more how Zook thinks Smallville was golden. Well, okay. Everything since <laughs> the Arrow. Okay, let, Smallville. well, let me say this. Oh, I hated it. Smallville, <laughs> for all its failings, and there were many, did, did run for what eleven seasons? Yeah, it but was not a cash was cow good. for them. No, but it was a cash cow for the WB because yeah, it was their only good show, the CW. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a cash cow for them, and so you know, like it or not, it everything they have done in terms of of CW standards has been golden. Okay. Good point. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> so take that. Okay. Schmidt already took it. Now you take it. That sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> you know what else sounds wrong? <laughs> Freaking Guy Gardner in a Green Lantern movie. I never liked him. I hate Guy Gardner. I hate I like, Guy Gardner so I like very Green much. No, so. Yeah, so there is other rumors that people are working on a kind of... Um, Lan- Green Lantern Core TV series. No, wait. TV series? No, or movie. Reboot? It's a movie. Movie. movie reboot. I apologize. I misread that. I was 
following on from the previous headline, uh, that would feature Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, and John Stewart. Well, now that John Stewart isn't doing the Daily Show anymore, this should work. He's free. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because we all had such high hopes for the Green Lantern movie a few years back. I really and, did. I really, really did. We were all sorely disappointed. And now we're getting a reboot. It's expected that we'll see some indication of the Green Lanterns in one of the Justice League, or yeah, one of the Justice League films. Uh, but there was, there's been a lot of debate whether or not we'll see a rebooted Hal Jordan or whether they're going to come in with Jon Stewart. Uh, and now there's rumors that there's going to be actually both of them, plus maybe Guy Gardner. And I just want to throw punch Guy Gardner. I, I'm fine leaving him out. But I like the idea of Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. However, I don't know that you can really do a true uh, quote-unquote origin story with these two guys in the same film. Yeah, and they're kind of different that way. Honestly, if you want a really good Green Lantern movie, go out and get uh, Green Lantern Emerald Knights. It's a really, really, really good series of animated shorts about the Green Lantern Corps. Definitely get it. Um, Is that the one that Nathan Fillion did the voice of Hal Jordan? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, And finally, our last headline comes to you by common sense. See, the Nilsons, or Nelsons, we've never figured out how to say that. It's uh, Nilsons. It's it's an I. No, we never figured out how to say it. Just talk. Don't don't prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We've discussed um, years ago, actually, how wrong it is to actually figure out correct ratings using it. And they decided to, well, okay, let's use their formulas. Let's use their algorithms and apply it to, oh, say, Netflix. And it turns out that Netflix has higher viewership than any of the major networks. ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC. It blasts them all out of the water. Now, of course, it comes with some very large caveats. For instance, um, there is no live news. There's no sporting events. Those are things that are major draws to the networks that Netflix simply doesn't have. So as long as you don't count those things, Netflix wins. But really, we all knew this already. I mean, a third of the traffic on the Internet is Netflix. So how could this not be the case? How do you think the TV execs react to this news? Or do you think that this is something that they already knew uh, but tried to keep quiet? Or are they in denial over this? I, I think it's. I think. I think a lot of them are in denial because it's a, it's a, m- new business model that they were never privy to. You know, since you know, twenty, forty years ago, and they don't want it to succeed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things. that's like, well, that's according to one news report. Let, let's just keep going until we, frankly, can't anymore. Yeah. So. This would be fun to talk talk about with somebody, you know, who's in the media that we, if, if only we knew somebody who, I don't know, was a, a TV news producer or something. Yeah, um, that'd be good to know someone like that. Yeah. But no, I'm actually sitting here thinking, you know, when we had Christy Porter on, who, for those of you who missed our show, go, go listen to it. It was a fascinating interview. Um, she talked about how the network's are like dinosaurs. They're big and they're very slow to react, but they're panicking because of new media and the internet and how it's taking over their jobs. And so I, 
you know, this is this is very interesting. I can just imagine a bunch of sixty-five-year-old guys just completely freaking out when they see this news, yet being completely unable to do anything about it to try and change the direction of their company. Indeed. Um, let's jump into our favorites here because we are running a little bit long, but that would be a very fascinating um, conversation. I think we w- we would try to get her and an actual network exec if we could. That'd be awesome. Just yell at them. Um, this is not any of our favorites, but it should be. It's kind of all of our favorites. Our friend Whitney Avalon, wonderful, beautiful, talented Whitney, has a new rap, rap battle, a new princess rap battle against Yvonne Stravowski, or however you pronounce her last name. Stravowski. 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 What? Stravowski. 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 That's not a real name. <laughs> it's her name. <laughs> of course it's real. It's on her birth certificate, probably. Anyway, you know her from Chuck <laughs> and Mass Effect, and oh, now she's in the Astronauts Wives Club. Uh, she was and, on Twenty Four, and she was on Twenty Four, and and I have a bit of a crush on her. She's gorgeous. Anywho, they drop rhymes and battle it out, and you kind of get to see her topless, but not really. As did you say who the the characters uh, are? Well, uh, yeah, Maleficent versus Khaleesi. Yeah, from Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. It's kind of awesome. It's very awesome. Very check awesome. it out. So it's like I said, it's not any one of our favorites, but it is kind of a favorite. You should check it out anyway. Um, last week, Schmitty's favorite was Real Life Grand Theft Auto. It was a, a film crew who figured out how to do all the angles and dialogue and actions just right from Grand Theft Auto, only in real life. They're at it again, and my favorite was released this week from the same studio. Two karate, quote-unquote, masters in a park decide to battle it out, only... Instead of really battling it out, it becomes a 2D side-scroller in stop-action. You should definitely check it out and listen to the sound effects at the end. Pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, My favorite uh, has been um, infecting the people of my office with uh, lack of productivity for the past couple weeks. It is a game on the internet uh, that you have probably heard about if you hang out on reddit it's called agario or that's what we call it because the url is agar.io it's an addicting game where you start out as a small blob and you eat smaller blobs to turn into a bigger blob and then you try to become the biggest blob uh despite that description it's it's the rosie o'donnell of all games (laughs) exactly you try to become the biggest rosie o'donnell by eating smaller rosie o'donnells so check it out, Agario. And my favorite this week is a new Lego set that is coming out. However, it is a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. So if any of you listeners are going to San Diego Comic-Con and can pick me up one of these, you will get all sorts of bonus points in my book and we'll do something cool for you on the show. Me too. Uh, I will pay you extra for this. Yes, we will pay you in actual cash monies if you can pick this up. What it is, DC or Lego is recreating the cover of Action Comics number one, which is the iconic cover of Superman picking up the car and smashing it. And it's a forty dollar set, one hundred and forty five pieces, absolutely amazing, and it will probably sell out in about twelve point three seconds. Uh, so. Yeah, this is this is a cool one. And like I said, if anybody can hook us up, hook us up. Indeed. Well, that is our episode for this week. Um, unfortunately, I just got eaten up by Iraq in Agario. So that's my productivity for the night wasted. Thanks, Iraq. <laughs> um, 
Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com, 801-917-GEEK. Give us a shout-out on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Google+. It's not actually what you do on Google+, is it? Uh, and until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.